0: This one specifically, though, you know, of course, hits a little closer to home because, you know, the guys that work here at the sheriff's office on the night shift uh, spent some time with Elijah in the in the racetrack there and, and got to know him over the years.
1: Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome back to this classic City Crime Special Report. I'm Cameron J. Now, as we prepare to enter into our new miniseries on the 1987 murders for which Clinton Bankston was held responsible, we must turn our attention to a case that is on the minds of local residents, a local family, and local law enforcement officials. 23-year-old Elijah James Wood was shot and killed on March 19, 2021 at the racetrack located on Highway 441 in Watkinsville, Georgia, as he worked a shift that he was not even initially set to take, per his family. Law enforcement officials have yet to arrest the person or persons responsible for the cold-blooded murder of this young man. A perpetrator who was, by the way, caught on video surveillance covered nearly from head to toe carrying a pistol. To view this video, please visit the Oconee County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. Now this morning Classic City Crime Podcast spoke exclusively by phone with Oconee County Sheriff James Hale for an update on the case, and he has some new information to share with each of you. But before we go there, I wanted to do something which is very important to me and the work that we do here. Remembering the life of Elijah Wood. According to his obituary posted by Lord & Stevens Funeral Homes, Elijah James Wood. 23 years old of Watkinsville, passed away on March nineteenth, two 2021. He was preceded in death by his mother, Mary Kay Wood, and survivors include his father, Todd Wood, sister, Mary Wood, and brother-in-law, James Tripp Lemons, brothers, Stephen and David Wood, and nephew, Carson Lemons. We got to speak with his brother-in-law, Tripp, who has been working very hard online to disseminate information and to ask people that might be you to come forward with information that could help. I wanted Tripp to help us better understand who was Elijah. So often in these cases we get caught up on searching for the truth and trying to find our own facts that we really forget who it is that justice is due for in the first place. In this case, for Elijah. I'm going to play my conversation with Tripp for all of you to hear as we remember and memorialize the life of Elijah James Wood.
2: I could talk for a very long time about Elijah, but just so that people understand and catch it, Elijah, when you met him, was this great big old burly looking fella. I mean, he's six three, three foot or so wide at the shoulders. You know, big old guy. Mm-hmm. But after you talk to him and see his smile, you realize he was just as gentle as he could be. Mm-hmm. Elijah never met a stranger. Matter of fact, if he did, before them. Their talk was over he most likely took a picture with them so he could post it on his medias and stuff uh, Elijah was a very sociable person Elijah loved his God and he praised his God he attended several churches not visited I mean attended several wow. churches like on a schedule that was his thing and this to spread his love for God and his belief in God mm-hmm. he loved the outside in nature mm-hmm. that was a big thing to him his family meant everything to him no matter how close of kin they were if your name was on that family tree and Elijah could drive to you in his spare time, he made sure he was a part of everybody that was family, no matter what side or where they was or, or what's went on in the past. Mm-hmm. Elijah wanted to be a part of family because Elijah was raised up as a close-knit family with his father, Todd Wood, his mother, Mary Kay Wood, uh, his sister, who is my wife, Mary Wood, uh, David, his brother. And Stephen mm-hmm. and it was a close knit family. His father kind of kept those tighter together than, than
3: being out and, you know, with everybody else all the time. You right, know, a lot right. of times people don't, they don't understand that. And so it made Elijah a
2: really tight family type of person where he felt all the family should be, you know, somebody he could go see, hug and, and have pictures and memories from. Elijah was just, if you met Elijah, no matter what was going on, he could. He could send you in a different way of thinking about it, just just by talking to you. I mean, Elijah was in, and he was more than just brother-in-law to me. He, I, I thought a lot of Elijah. Elijah, Elijah came and visited us constantly, and was a huge part in my son's life. Hmm. He is a, ma- a major part of Mary's life. That means a lot to me, you know, hmm. because of what he meant to them. But to me, I mean, me and him. Always, we may have had, a you know, it's brother-in-laws. You may have a disagreement here and there, but Elijah always, you know, came to me and everything was good. We always, you know, never had fights or anything like that. It was always, you know, misunderstanding, if anything at all. And that didn't even happen very much. Mm-hmm. Elijah would come and see us when we lived in the mountains, uh at least twice a month, when nobody else drove that far to see us, but Elijah did. Mm-hmm. You know, Elijah was that, that type of person.
1: You know, with with all of this personal anecdote about who he was and how he lived his life, what went through your mind, trip when you heard about what had happened at the racetrack?
2: It shocked me to start with because it was Elijah. And mm-hmm. Elijah shouldn't even, Elijah's I mean, a person like Elijah shouldn't even be nowhere near any type of thing like that, much less to be shot and killed mm-hmm. while he's working a shift that wasn't even his shift. That's the type of guy he was. He took shifts for other people because he wanted to always do more and, and, and be more and mm-hmm. you know? all but for it to be elijah, it was it was a huge shock. This wasn't the first time in my life I've had a call like that. but for it to be Elijah, it was a it was just it was unfathomable. We couldn't even think about it. I mean mm-hmm. it wasn't real. It's still not real.
1: I cannot imagine imagine. I truly can't. Um, Trip, also, what are you hearing from law enforcement right now? What what is or, do you feel like there's a person of interest? Do you feel like progress is being made? What what are what are you hearing? Well,
2: I have all faith in Oconee County Sheriff's Department and the investigators, everybody there. I believe it is a, a very good department. It mm-hmm. always has been. I've always had faith in them. I believe they're gonna drive and work as hard as they can. They can't release too much stuff to anybody, not even the family, because you got to have so much when you catch this person mm-hmm. that you can make it stick in the courtroom. So you can't give everything. Mm-hmm. I feel they're working on it. They won't say if they have any leads, but they're following leads is what they tell us. Right. Uh, so they can't go too much into it and all, but there are certain aspects I feel that should be gone into and at least released out to the public to help find this guy. Absolutely. You know, they... There's just standards that I think should be met that's met in just about everything that goes on. A description instead of everybody out just looking for this guy Mm -hmm. that you may have passed that night, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, What message do you have for people that might be listening to this who might know something and might be afraid to come forward?
2: Okay, all I've got to say is if you're afraid to come forward and you don't want to go to the sheriff's department, you can contact me, and I will go to the sheriff for you. Mm-hmm. I do not mind being that guy that he knows went to the sheriff on him. That, that, that is something that does not bother me at all. So don't be scared. There's somebody that you can get it to that's not going to give up your name. Uh, all we need is this, this person. Mm-hmm. Every high it comes and all through so it can be done legally that's one thing this has to be done legally right we can't go out and catch this guy ourselves i could get on here and say that you know and 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 preach all of that stuff and all but i'm even with the past that i've had where i've changed my life and turned it around mm-hmm. i back the police and, and i back our systems mm-hmm. i believe firmly that that the sheriff's department needs to be the ones that places cuffs on this guy and brings them into their department I believe it needs to be the sheriff but public can send any information or anybody you think it may be I don't care if it is or not, and it will get sent to the sheriff's office Zack Eaton it, it will work on everything that you send to him I have a lot of faith in him mm-hmm. he will work on everything sent but like I said we just need to get more information out to the public a, a simple description is what we need out to the public, and it's easy to determine through a system of mathematics to give a basic description of who we need to be looking for.
1: Now, I know that you've done some of those uh, mathematics. Is that something you're willing to share with us, or would you like to hold off on that?
2: Well, I'll, I'll tell you how I came up with my description, and, and, and I'm going to say this. I'll put a challenge out to Sheriff Hale to, to say my description is wrong, mm-hmm. to prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. and to give the right description you can take i've done architectural work and design and restoration work for 30 years so i deal with measurements angles pitches rows and everything that you have to have to have a certain look from a certain advantage point because a lot of my work is done on 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 that type of thing so with all the measurements that i was able to obtain of that store of everything through that store Mm -hmm. i can determine close ranges of pitch and what somebody's height would be compared to what it would look like shooting down from the ceiling mm-hmm. you know there's certain measurements that you can get that's just simple math measurements to figure up a a variable of a height a variable of a width mm-hmm. uh, the way the person walks the way the hand that he uses i mean there's a lot of stuff that can be given out to the public to let the people know and if and i put out a description that i feel is my opinion in my description is is close and if it's not i challenge sheriff hail To put out a better description this is something you don't have to say anything about what he's wearing give us a height give Mm -hmm. us something to look for instead of looking at everybody that walks by wondering is that the person Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. and uh what is the facebook page where people can keep up with what you're posting as a family and keep up with the updates that y'all are putting out
2: Okay, you can follow you can follow my page, which is James Trip Lemons, or you can follow our page, which is set up for Elijah. This is justice for Elijah. It's hashtag justice for Elijah, friends friends of Elijah's. Uh, it's on Facebook, easy to find. Mm-hmm. If you can't find it, go to my Facebook. All my stuff is public. You can find it off of my Facebook, but please join and please share anything and all. Like I said. The only thing that we're looking for is to catch the guy. That's right. As far as clothing, whatever stuff people are talking about, we don't care about that. We care about the guy. That's Mm -hmm. what we're looking for, and that's
1: what we need. Now, I also wanted to ask Tripp, what is his and his family's message to the person or persons responsible for taking Elijah's life? Strong words he had indeed. You know, I've thought
2: about what I want to say and just jump on here and, and say what I feel. But but with the love I have for God, the only thing I can say is you took somebody from our family mm-hmm. somebody from this community that never deserved to even see your face. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that this this wasn't just some random clerk that you shot at a racetrack. This, this guy was was this was the light of our entire family, and to a lot of people in the community. And I'm going to tell you, there's a ten thousand dollar reward out for you right now. Ten thousand dollars. Turn yourself in before you find out you're not even worth that ten thousand dollars to your buddies that you brag to this about, or anybody else that you may say this to, and all. How fast are they going to turn you in to collect that $10,000 on you? Turn yourself in. If you want to be a man, pulling that trigger didn't make you a man.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Face up for what you've done. That's all I ask is be a real man and turn yourself into the sheriff. Mm -hmm. Because you will be caught and you will be found. I have full faith that the Oconee County Sheriff's Department will have you. But it would be so much easier on you and your life and the rest of your life to accept what you've done and step up as a man and turn yourself in for this. Yes. And that's that's pretty much all I, all I can really say, say, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. besides the way I
2: really feel, you know.
1: I think we can all imagine um imagine not comprehend probably what what's going through all of your minds and hearts trip. Thank you so much and one thing I do want to say on behalf of myself and everyone that listens to my podcast uh you're in our thoughts and our prayers and um but thoughts and prayers only go so far. We need answers too. So um yep. I'm I'm with you in calling for that and if I can ever help in any way you you pick up the phone and call me.
2: Okay, thank you so much Cameron and I just want to say one more thing to all the people that have so supported the family, mm-hmm. to all the people that have stepped forward, racetrack family, thank y'all from from all of us. Mm-hmm. It really means a lot. It does. Mm-hmm. But thank y'all.
1: Thank you, Trip, And uh, we will get this story out there, and we'll find justice for Elijah. Thank you, my friend.
2: All right. Thank you, Cameron.
1: Take care now. Bye-bye. I want to thank Tripp and Elijah's family for reaching out to us to help disseminate information and to tell who Elijah was to them. But what is the latest from law enforcement? Well, we had an exclusive chat last night and this morning with Oconee County Sheriff James Hale, who helped bring us up to speed on where the investigation is, the new breaking information he wants to share today, and how you might help bring Elijah's killer to justice.
3: Sheriff Hill, um, we've all been watching this unfold. What happened at the racetrack um, with Elijah Wood? Just wanted to reach out to you today to see if there's any updates you would like to give the community, or what information your office is disseminating to help bring this killer to justice.
0: Okay, yeah. So thanks for having me. The, the this crime is is a is a terrible crime. We we don't have this very often here in Oconee County, but we unfortunately have have had a few here in the last few years. Um, this one specifically, though, you know, of course, hits a little closer to home because you know the guys that work here at the sheriff's office on the night shift uh, spent some time with Elijah in the in the racetrack there and and got to know him over the years, um, and and we of course know his know his dad pretty well too because he worked in the convenience store um, another convenience store in town and and we've spent time with him on night shift there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you know last week we put out a. T- Thousand dollars reward for information leading to the uh, to the arrest of a suspect in this case um, Today we're going to up that reward to $25,000 uh, and we've also added a video to our Facebook page just a little bit ago um, Unfortunately, you know, it, it's not the greatest video on earth. Um, the, the video comes from surrounding stores and from the um, the racetrack store itself The only two times this car is uh, this vehicle is seen on this video is on these two cameras Um, the we all of the stores in that area we've been to every store every business in that area um, that has cameras and tried to get information or try to get video from their cameras and this is the best two videos we've been able to come up with Um, you know the there's there's hardly anything that you can tell on that on either of the videos, one of the videos all you can see is that the vehicle has good headlights and good taillights. Mm-hmm. Um the other the other video kinda gives somewhat of a silhouette of a car but it's far enough away to where it's hard to hard to even tell what that vehicle is. Um and the vehicle is a is a vehicle of interest. We don't know if it's the suspect vehicle or not. Um it it's during it's in the right time frame uh and, and does some some things that are, that are somewhat suspicious to us. It it comes off of four forty one and turns on the Hog Mountain Road, uh goes up Hog Mountain Road beside racetrack and then turns onto uh uh Wellbrook Road, which is just right up from the racetrack, uh and it actually pulls over on the side of the road and stops. Um this it's kind of kind of odd that that happens since it's, it's the only vehicle that that's in the area right there at that time um that, you know, gives us a little bit of suspicion as to what that vehicle is doing and why it's there. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a vehicle after that vehicle stops on Welbrook road. There's a vehicle that comes down Hogmount road, um, at the same time that that vehicle stopped and drives past and comes on down to 441. Um, we don't know who that person is. We'd love to know who they are and hopefully they saw that vehicle and we're trying to see if we can get some information about that vehicle from someone who saw it firsthand. Um, but unfortunately that time of night, there's only one vehicle that drives by it while it's there. Um, you know, in the video footage that we, we have it's a short time later that the suspect shows up on camera at the store uh, coming from that direction where that vehicle was parked on the side of the road mm-hmm. um, or where we think it was parked because the vehicle drives off, you know, before the suspect um, shows up on camera. So we don't know uh, who that vehicle is or, or if that vehicle is even related uh, to the suspect, but it's, it's kind of in the same time frame, the same area. Unfortunately, like I said, the best video we have of that vehicle is the video that I showed on facebook okay. um, uh that that information is is important to us and and we're trying to uh get as much information out there as we can obviously, there's certain pieces of information that we have not released um, there have been some people who have uh done some done some of their own uh, measurements and information, uh, and put it out to the public that we have not released that information because we have to have it done in the right way by scientific manner, uh, that's admissible in court. And right now, the information that's out there, while it's, it's somewhat vague, uh, it, it's, uh, it's not what we have released. We have not released any information on description other than what, what we've put out on the Facebook, uh, the video of the suspect going to the store um and and that's that's all we're prepared to release at this time because of the fact that we want to get good information that we can we can be stuck with uh all the way through the court's process so
3: so listeners right now can go to the Oconee county sheriff's facebook page and see the the um surveillance video of the person of interest or the perpetrator coming into the store they can see these videos now of these Cars
0: of interest is there
3: anything else that they should be on the lookout for uh
0: just any information that we can get I mean that somebody knows this person uh, this person may or may not have talked to somebody about this incident uh, if they uh, if they have talked to someone about this incident, we need to know uh, we need to know who this person is uh any any problems that you know they think that they should have with that uh, they need to call us. In uh, any information that's being put out we'd love to talk to the people you know that that have this information that, Or that have done their own, you know, I guess independent investigation of what we're trying to do um, You know that that's stuff some of the stuff we have also done, but we're not prepared to put that out until we can get concrete um, Numbers and concrete information to put out to the public because once we put that information out we have to stand by that information uh and that information may or may not be uh exact so we we don't want to put out information that we're we're having to go back and redo something later on because of the fact that we didn't put the right information out in the first place mm-hmm.
3: what would you say to last two questions for you sheriff thank you for your time the first one would be what is your message to your community that's obviously on edge by the fact that this has occurred and that someone has not been arrested yet And the follow-up to that would be what would your message to elijah's family be
0: so i'll start with the message to elijah's family that we we're we're working diligently on this we're working as hard as we can uh i can't even count the numbers of hours we've spent uh going through video footage going through uh the uh tip line people calling in tips and trying to narrow down suspects uh trying to eliminate suspects um of course in, in a case like this you don't just Um, Go out and make an arrest immediately. Sometimes it sometimes it takes takes a little while before we get all that um, Information put together to where we have to do it most people don't realize that that these kind of cases there's a three There's three parts to it, Uh, Mm -hmm. you have to identify who the suspect is and you got to identify them in the right way Uh, Then you have to make an arrest on that suspect and then after that you have the prosecution uh, all of these things don't just happen in a in a short time frame. Sometimes they it takes a while to get that get that nailed down, uh, and and it has to be done in the right way. Because if it's not, then you know the prosecution side of it, it. You do all the work, and then you end up not getting a conviction on the on the case. Then you know or convicting the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's something that we really have to work hard to make sure that we do it right. So that we can you know get a good prosecution on the case um, and and of course uh, the video as as everybody has already seen the video on facebook there's not a whole lot to go on as far as being able to to positively identify somebody based on that video yeah there's a lot of different features and uh, and things that go on in the video that somebody is going to recognize, but unless you know. That person personally you're probably not going to recognize some of those things Mm -hmm. so you know the integrity of the case is 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 important and and we have to be able to get that information uh and collect the evidence which we have i mean the the store itself we 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 the crime scene there we we pretty much did absolutely everything that you can possibly do and probably then some you know as far as the crime scene is concerned Mm-hmm. of what we're able to, the information we're able to gather from the crime scene. And that includes that video footage from the racetrack store itself and every business around the racetrack store that had video cameras. Um, we've got that video, but most of those video cameras don't show anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, that unfortunately, the racetrack is in a position in our county that, that's, I would say more on the rural side of you know those kind of businesses and the cameras that they've got on the businesses they're more um geared towards you know day, daily operations not necessarily outside uh you know looking sure. away from the business their cameras are are trained on their business, not somebody else's business mm-hmm. so um you know that's that's the difficult part in it um is is not having any information to go on than we than we have. Uh, and then the little bit of information that we do have, if we release that to the general public, then, you know, we we kind of mess with some of our our integrity of our investigation, and, and we don't have anything really to work with from there. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And your message to the community asking for help, where they can go to help you, where they can call?
0: Yeah, so the, the biggest thing is, like we said, today we're bumping the, the reward up to $25,000. Uh, that's for information leading to the arrest of the suspect in this case. Uh, anybody that wants to donate to the sheriff's reward fund can go to any Oconee State Bank in in the Oconee County. I think there's one in Athens also, uh, but you can go to any Oconee State Bank and specifically tell them that you want to donate to the sheriff's reward fund. This uh, this fund is is managed by Oconee State Bank and it's only used for uh, paying out reward money to someone who's who's given us information that leads to that arrest uh, But the 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 biggest thing I want to tell you is it the general public is to keep keep sending information We are going through every piece of information given to us uh, it some of it, maybe we we've already gotten from someone else and have have narrowed down that thing uh, one of the big things that uh, I think we're getting a lot of tips on was the uh armed robbery that happened in Henry County and the uh the armed robbery, I'm gonna call it a crew up in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um we have been able to completely eliminate those two um separate incidences as you know, as suspects in our case, uh just due to the time frame and the location they were not in our county during that time frame. We've been able to make contact with those agencies that are working those cases and find out that um, we definitely are, are not looking at them as suspects in our case just due to the, like I said, the time frame and where they were at when this one took place. Um, you know, we're, to the family of Elijah Wood, we are diligently working on this case, and it is not going away. Uh, we will not stop working on this case until we have somebody in jail for this for this crime.
3: Absolutely. Well, Sheriff Hale, if
0: we can ever be of any
3: assistance in disseminating
0: information, you know where to call me, um, and I appreciate your time, sir. Well, thank you, Cameron. I appreciate you getting the message out, and and thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk to you.
1: I want to again thank Tripp and Sheriff Hale for reaching out, along with the rest of Elijah's family who have emailed in, and for everyone out there trying to find the truth. I want to encourage all of our listeners to visit the Oconee County Sheriff's Facebook online for official updates, and to join the Friends of Hashtag Justice for Elijah group on Facebook. Remember, as we have learned from so many other cases we've talked about together, every little piece of information, no matter how small, no matter how repetitive, could be key and deserves to be heard always. If you or someone you know has information that could lead to the arrest and conviction of the person responsible for this homicide, please immediately contact the Oconee County Sheriff's Department. You may also contact investigator Zach Eaton at ZEaton at Sam Smith at SSmith at or Golden Sanders at GSanders at OconeeSheriff.org. Thanks so much for tuning in to this special edition of Classic City Crime and Let Us All Keep. He- Praying, believing, and searching for justice for Elijah. I'm Cameron J. Classic City Crime is hosted by me, Cameron J., co produced and designed by Kyle Kazaya. You can visit us online at classiccitycrime.com on Facebook or Instagram at Classic City Crime, or be sure to follow us on our new Twitter, Triple C-R-I-N-E Podcast. We'll see you right back here soon when we detail the 1987 murder of the Suttons and the family on Cars Hill. Take care, everybody.